Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech Africa series. I'm Rudy Fala, the founder of Voice of Fintech podcast. In this series, you will hear inspirational stories of entrepreneurs, investors, incumbents, and ecosystem hub leaders from Africa. And this episode is hosted by Adi Joki. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Voice of Fintech podcast. I'm Adi Jokadikunde, co-hosting for the Africa series. And today I am speaking with Shihel Oliver, CEO and founder of Hello Tractor. Hello Tractor is widely recognized as the Uber for tractors in Africa and was founded in 2014 to enable farmers access tractors on demand. The company was also selected as one of the 11 startups to join the MasterCard StartPath program in 2020. And on this episode, we largely focus on farm mechanization in Africa, as well as some of the fintech innovations happening in the agriculture sector in Africa. Welcome to the show, Jihil. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. All right. Um, so I think a great way to start a conversation would be to orient our audience about some of the problems or opportunities that inspired Hello Tractor. Sure. Um, before we segue into the fintech aspect of your business, which is what this show largely focuses on. So tell us about the small steps that led to the big decision of founding Hello Tractor. Absolutely. I started Hello Tractor roughly six years ago in Nigeria. And prior to starting the company, I saw a really big gap in the mechanization markets across uh, Africa, but also Asia. Farmers plant late, they undercultivate their land, uh, and they lose income because they don't have access to timely labor or mechanization, right? So we came in into the market with a solution that connects these smallholder farmers to equipment owners who use our technology to manage their equipment. We're IoT-based solutions, so we have a monitoring device that we sell to these equipment owners. And then we have a separate application that community-based agents can use to book these small farmers for services and connect those those small farmer service bookings to the the machines on our pl- being managed on our platform through the IoT solution. Uh, and so, you know, over the last 6 years we've we've grown quite a bit and I think that's really a testament to product market fit and just meeting that that glaring demand for a solution to solve these smallholder problems. Interesting. And what are some of the things um, that have changed over the years? When you started, what was shocking or exciting um, about the business and what things did you underestimate starting out? Well, I think when we first started, we we understood to some degree the scope of the problem. But as we got into the market, as we develop products and, and release those products to our customers, what really blew me away was the scale of impact that this technology could have on the individual smallholder farmers. Right? I don't know if we expected going into this business that we would be able to increase farmers' income significantly. Most of our customers are living below the poverty line. And mm-hmm. Coming in with a commercial solution to solve their problems to me was was always a powerful narrative, narrative and something that I was focused on. I did not expect that we would have the deep and rich impact that we have had over the last six years. And so, you know, a typical farmer on the Hello Tractor platform 
is planting 40 times faster and at one third the cost and significantly increasing their yield and, 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 and income associated with that yield. And that's huge. Um, and so that excites me. I think um, one of the, the problems that we did not anticipate and something that we're now addressing through our new collaborations with companies like MasterCard is the mechanization markets are so undercapitalized that great business opportunities to finance tractors for successful entrepreneurs to deliver even more services to their far- to their farmer customers just don't exist. And the next phase of Hello Tractors is solving that problem. Interesting. I, I think um, those, I, I read something earlier, I think yesterday, that um, Nigeria needs about 63,000 tractors to match the mechanization requirements to effectively address the food security challenges yeah. um, it's currently experiencing. And it's interesting to hear that, you know, those are some of the things that are influencing the the decision and the big plans for um, Hello Chapter in the next coming years. I'd like for you to unpack the intersection between agriculture and finance, especially within the African context. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a huge intersection between agriculture and meeting the farmer's needs, most of these farmers being smallholder, and the role that the, the financial sector can play in meeting those needs. And I'll start with risk. One of the biggest hindrances in financing inputs so farmers can plant more, increase their productivity, is risk and how macro risks as well as risks on the farmer's field can increase the cost of capital and in fact make lending or borrowing cost prohibitive to the farmer. Mm. Many of the markets that we work in, and we're now in 13 countries in Africa, a couple countries in Asia as well, uh, many of these countries do not have the same comprehensive agricultural policies promoted by the government to manage risk. And so navigating access to finance for farmers first starts with identifying areas where you can insulate the lender and or investor from these risks that have gone unmitigated and then create financial products that meet the needs of the farmers and their very unique cash flow dynamics related to their farming and related to their harvest while protecting the investor's uh, capital so that the system can sustain itself and grow. And so when we when we partnered with MasterCard, you know, the genesis of that partnership was risk, risk mitigation from an investor perspective, but also uh, equally and may, maybe even more importantly, uh, ensuring that that product is meet, meeting the needs of the farmers, both structurally, uh, making sure cash flows are mapping against their the revenues generated on their farm, and and also structurally from a addressing the needs that they have at a time, you know, when, when, you know, addressing the demand when it presents itself. And so that's where kind of pay as you go was born out of that and pay as you go tractor finance was born out of that. And can you tell me, can you describe the tractor finance market largely um, in Africa? I understand that that might differ, you know, from country to country, but Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of experience working in in Africa as a continent, right? So Mm -hmm. I'd like for you to just unpack that for me a bit. 
Well, this is an easy question to answer because it's almost non-existent. Some of the biggest banks, finance and tractors have a credit book that would look more like a church credit union <laughs> than a major commercial bank because they're just so small. And so I think that's a that's an important starting point for this conversation because you first have to recognize that there's just not a lot of capital available for agriculture on the continent, not from commercial banks. There is money coming into the sector from informal places, but still that's not enough. So our goal is really make lending within these countries that we operate in more attractive, but also identify cross-border opportunities for investors from around the world to see investing in African agriculture as a viable asset class within their portfolio and really crowd in investment at scale. Because as you mentioned, you know, looking at Nigeria, which needs, you know, roughly based on our calculations, roughly $23 billion of fresh capital to finance the mechanization gap. You're not going to find that money in Nigeria, right? Nigeria's GDP is 500 billion, right? Across the entire country. So um, you're not going to find 23 billion to finance commercially tractors in the country. And so we have to we have to make it attractive for outside for outside investors to deploy money into markets like Nigeria to fill that gap. And I think partners like MasterCard help to facilitate that because they are a global brand. They bring that credibility and also relationships to bear to crowd in that investment. I mean, I think you've already kind of spoken to uh, how MasterCard feeds into the Hello Tractor vision. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know some of the impacts to your customers um, so far, specifically talking about some of the solutions that have come out of this, some mm-hmm. of the patterns that you've spotted um, since starting the MasterCard program, yeah. and maybe specific examples for you know what was before for some of your customers and what is now um, with them since um, start, starting out on the program? Sure. Well, of course, tr- traditionally, bank loans to finance tractors have been designed for a very select group of people. And these are people who have cash flow because cash down payments tend to be a prerequisite for tractor financing. These people also tend to have collateral that they can pledge to access financing. This is class A real estate and urban markets. And so those two criteria alone completely disqualify 98% of those who could benefit from attractor financing. Right. And so the first step for us was to relax those conditions and use data to understand the customer base and underwrite the real risk of that individual based on the data that we have on them. That's very non-traditional approach, right? Because mm-hmm. there are no credit scores. These uh, Many of our customers don't even have traditional bank relationships. But we use right. data like, you know, for our business, booking agents, for example, book tractor services on behalf of the farmers in their community. We have booking agents that have over a thousand hectares of bookings every single year from farmers in their community. Now, that data point alone tells us everything we need to know about the likelihood that if this person is given a tractor, they have 
an established customer base that they can service with that tractor that will generate the cash flows to not only be profitable, but also repay that loan on time and actually at a very accelerated rate. So that is a a practical example of what we're doing under the tractor pay-as-you-go model. And of course, the data helps to enable the identification of these opportunities in our customer portfolio. And then once that once that loan is made, we're tracking that tr- that individual's tractor in real time using our IoT technology. And every single time that person takes the tractor out and delivers a service, a small portion of what is generated is going to pay down that loan. And we're amortizing the loan at a rate that is greater than the depreciation on the asset as they deliver the service. So you're never finding yourself in a situation where the person owes more money than what the tractor is actually worth in the secondary market. So you're de-risking, but you're doing it intelligently through credit structuring that matches the cash flows on the asset. And you're protecting your collateral value, not by securing the loan with somebody's apartment building sitting in Lagos or Nairobi. (laughs) You're securing the loan with the actual asset that's being financed, and you're making sure that the asset's collateral value is protected and always greater than the loan outstanding. So if there's a default, you just sell the tractor into the market, get all the money back that was owed on the loan, and everybody's happy. That's a a very smart approach um, to this. And I can understand why, I can understand why Hello Tractor is actually succeeding in this space given that, I mean, banks naturally don't understand how these businesses work. Mm-hmm. And in cases like this, they're very risk averse to, you know, supporting these businesses. Right. Um, but you have come with a better understanding of how to extract value from them. And also, of course, help them scale um, as, as businesses. So, so that's great. I read, um, I think about two years ago that Hello Tractor mm-hmm. built an AI-enabled digital wallets for farmers. Where does that come in in the big picture of things for Hello Tractor? So the the way our analytics comes in, particularly as it relates to financing, because it actually relates to the entire business. So, but let me let me focus on the financing piece since since this is a fintech podcast. <laughs> we work with tractors that, to this point, have not been digitally connected whatsoever, right? Lower horsepower tractors, and I mean tractors below 100 horsepower, have not had GPS to this point. So that was one of our first innovations was to sell an affordable GPS monitoring solution for low horsepower equipment owners. All right. The next step was how do we pull the data coming off of this GPS telematics box and make sense of it, right? A lot of the big tractor manufacturers have GPS telematics designed for large, very expensive pieces of uh, equipment, and they provide insights to the owner through sensors and very expensive technologies that are cost prohibitive to our tractor owners who are lower cost machines. So our, our task in addressing our users' pain points was to take a low-cost device and replicate what a very expensive telematics device can do with sensors 
replicate that through data analytics in the cloud. And the solutions that we came up with, or at least the solution that's most pertinent to the tractor finance, is looking at GPS points and and be able to identify when work is being completed by a tractor, how large the job was, meaning how many hectares were serviced by that tractor, and the time it took. And there's some other data points as well that we don't have to get into. But the point is, with that information, we know that this person earned approximately you know, X amount on that job, which allows us to then request payment to pay down their finance tractor of Y, right? And, and so you don't have situations where a tractor owner is financing a tractor and in the first couple months doing hundreds of hectares of work, only paying down a small portion of the loan while running the tractor into the ground, right? Yeah. But you also can't be in a situation where you're charging a tractor owner for driving down the road, right? Or sitting idle, right? You have to be able to identify when the tractor actually generated revenue. And that's where AI and machine learning comes in. We can, in a low-cost way, identify work, and charge the tractor owner as they work. Hence, pay as you go. I mean, that, that does make sense. And what are some of the setbacks you've experienced in trying to spin up these different solutions within your business? And how are you navigating them as well? You're always going to have hiccups when it comes to technology. So rolling out the solution in a way that is reliable and delivering on this mission-critical data, that's the first thing, right? And so there are, there, there are hiccups in our initial rollout, and a lot of testing and redesigning that had to be done. I think the second issue was more external to Hello Tractor and, and taking a solution to a market that, again, is undercapitalized, right? And having to be really innovative about not just the product that we build, but how we get people excited about investing in such a product and be comfortable. In, in investing in such a product. And sometimes that, that requires going to unconventional sources of financing to close in that gap. And how has COVID, um, since the pandemic, um, so many businesses have been affected? Mm-hmm. But I mean, some industries experienced a tremendous rise in investments coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the same for the agriculture sector um, since, the, since the pandemic? I think you got to look at it case by case. In some instances, the COVID-19 presented an opportunity for Hello Tractor. Um, but if you look at our revenue model, you know, at the end of the day, we make money when people buy tractors. And we found ourselves in situations where many of our biggest customers were shut down completely, right? Tractor manufacturing facilities were closed down completely, right? So On the one hand, you had an elevated demand for tractor services because many of the countries that we operate in immediately instituted curfews and Mm -hmm. restrictions on travel, Mm inter-country travel, as well as intra-country travel. And so that created uh, barriers for migrant laborers to get out to the farms to support our farmers. So without labor, of course, tractors become much more attractive and so there was an elevated demand, but just as humans couldn't travel, tractors also faced some restrictions early on. And so we couldn't even, a lot of our customers couldn't even move their equipment to this elevated demand 
because they also were encumbered by travel restrictions. Once those, once mm-hmm. those travel restrictions were relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw an immediate uptick in tractor utilization across the platform. Um, but there was a period where there was no activity whatsoever. Uh, and that, that lockdown coincided, unfortunately, with um, some, of the, some of the major planting windows across our markets. I'd like to know, looking at 2021 ahead, what are some of the things we should expect from Hello Tractor? I mean, there's still a pandemic, but I'd like to understand. So what are some of the plans and adjustments that you've made um, within Hello Tractor for, for the year ahead? So uh, in 2021, we'll be entering into a couple new countries, doubling down on some of our uh, growth opportunities in Asia, but then also using that growth and the related earnings associated with that to, to reinvest in market development across our sub-Saharan Africa countries. And I think the, the important takeaway there is there's a tremendous amount of upside on the continent. And we've kind of, we've committed ourselves to figuring out and there, the, the challenges are complex, um, but we've com- com- committed ourselves to addressing these complex problems, but doing it in a way where we can harness our own capital being generated internally to untangle this this tricky web. I think one component of that, and a very large component of that, is the financing of new tractors into this pent-up demand that we have across our marketplace. That's one, that's one component that's very exciting for me going into 2021, because I think if we prove it and, and if our assumptions hold true, we can present above market return to investors on an asset class that also delivers very real, very sustainable impact to smallholder farming communities that typically are forgotten in the commercial markets. Really, I, I would just like to understand how investors, people or institutions out of Africa can, who are probably looking to be a part of the, the African agriculture ecosystem um, in trying to develop it or um, support reinvestment. How do you think, what are some of the ways you think they can participate in, in this economy? Uh, well, you can, there's a variety of ways, right? You can invest in a tractor directly if you have either the cash or access to capital to finance your own tractor. And the irony is, I'll give you an example that's that's personal to me. I'm from the US and my cost of debt is incredibly low because of that, right? Relative to, let's say, someone sitting in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. I can borrow and finance a tractor for maybe 5%, right? In Nigeria, the typical tractor loan is around in the mid twenties, twenty five percent roughly. So, yeah. I could I could literally finance a tractor with a credit card, do it at a rate that is lower than even when you adjust for the currency and volatility in the currency and FX risk, you can still finance at a rate that is lower than what someone can get sitting in Nigeria today, right? And it would be much easier. And and on top of that, in addition to the difference in interest rate, the profit that the tractor can generate is far above, on a risk-adjusted basis, alternative investments in the market. 
while delivering impact to these agricultural communities if you care about that. And so you can invest your own money directly. In phase two, we're actually creating an off-balance sheet structure where institutional investors can capitalize you know, tens of millions of dollars, portfolios of tractors. That's where it gets a little more sophisticated and is designed for more established investors. Um, so there's a variety of ways to engage. But I do think it presents this unique opportunity to deliver impact, but not have to sacrifice your returns. Interesting. Uh, I like how you put it that way. If people want to reach out to you, perhaps to better understand your business or how to work with you, what are the how, how do they reach you? Well, of course, they can go to hellotractor.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find me personally on LinkedIn, uh, which is LinkedIn, you know, my name, J-E-H-I-E-L, uh, last name, Oliver. Mm-hmm. But if you go to hellotractor.com, you see more details about the business. And if you go to hellotractor.com slash financing, you can see more about what we're specifically doing around tractor financing. And if you leave your contact details, we can reach out to you to discuss opportunities. All right. Fantastic. Finally, what's one interesting thing? I like to ask this question. What's one <laughs> interesting thing about you? Most people don't know. I'll say the, the most interesting thing to me is that mm-hmm. I have uh, I got two beautiful daughters, a three-year-old okay. and a one-year-old. They are the joy of my life. And, you know, it's really exciting that how motivated one becomes when they have kids because you look at you look at the world and we look at all these challenges and right now I mean there's just so many challenges in, in the US right now which is which is still home for us and okay. um, although we're, we're living in Nairobi which is also home <laughs> um, <laughs> but obviously there's so much so many challenges politically and it's exciting to be able to invest your time and resources into something that is more meaningful that will ultimately leave the world in a better place than what we inherited. And that is probably my single most motivating factor for Hello Tractor in general. And that's exciting and something that I like to share. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jahil. And thank you for your time. This has been a very exciting moment for me. Um, I really appreciate um, that you came on this show to talk about the work that you're doing at Hello Tractor. Thank you again. Thank you, Joke. I appreciated the, the time and the platform and looking forward to continued conversations to come. I love the, the podcast. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.